Hey, this is Brandon Sanderson, author of Mistborn. Welcome to the Legendarium. All living creatures on some level have investiture. This is called the spark of life. All sentient creatures have a slightly greater amount of investiture than non-intelligent ones. Sorry, Ken. The sp- <laughs> sucker. Oh. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to episode number 109 of the Legendarium Podcast today, Cosmere 101. I have been looking forward to this for a long time. I hope Ryan has as well, because we're going to be leaning on him a lot. Uh, it's uh, well, let's 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 talk about who's here. I'm Craig Hanks, your host, and over there, he's an actor who needs to cry on command, so I abuse him relentlessly, giving him plenty of experience to draw from. It's Todd Wenty. I can't believe you would say that. <laughs> and he's never been as welcome in my house as he was today because he brought pizza. It's Ryan Bruckman. I know how to buy love. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, so like Not I said, money, but pizza. Cosmere 101, uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. I do want to mention Patreon, patreon.com slash legendarium. We need some uh, some more backers there. I was telling Todd about my plans for how I want to upgrade the studio, and the amount that I need to start doing that is $2,100. Uh, and so we are getting uh, quite a few donations rolling in, but we need some more if we don't want that to, you know, be put off for eight months, 12 months, whatever the, the number is. And so we would love your help in, in us upgrading the equipment that we have, bringing you a better product, basically, is, is the entire goal there. Uh, I... That was the doorbell. Now I'm all distracted. Yeah, oh, I but I did want to. I did want to mention uh, a few people have sent me a question, which is why do you go per episode? A lot of podcasts ask for Patreon donations per month, and the answer to that is very simple. We are not very rigid with how many episodes we put out per month. And so I don't want somebody to say, yeah, I'll give you five bucks a month for your podcast and then have a month like we did this month. is It's October 2016 and, and there were five weekends and we only put out three episodes this month. And so I, I felt like it would be kind of unfair to the folks who did monthly donations uh, for, for us to have a month where we could just kind of take a breath and not release every single week, sure. right? And so some months we'll do four episodes, some months we'll do three or two, but you know, I'd say usually three maybe four it's about us having a heart for you our fans and listeners <laughs> but yeah, do, uh, anyway hopefully that makes sense um at, luckily you can give as little as one dollar per episode and that would come out to what four bucks a month max so every little bit counts uh and if you give just that small amount per episode then it won't hurt you too bad uh and it might help you it might help you grow a little heart for our little podcast and make it so that you don't have, we to don't t- have a heart and make it so you don't have to turn your volume up so much. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, Cosmere stuff. Uh, I was talking to my brother earlier today. Uh, Ryan, you know, my brother, Kevin, mm-hmm. he is a huge Sanderson fan. He's read all the books and I was talking to him, telling him, yeah, we're going to be doing this Cosmere 101 episode. And he says, I don't know anything about the Cosmere. I was shocked by that because he's read all the books. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know anything about the Cosmere? He's like, people throw this word around. They tell me what it is, but I I don't know what they're talking about. I I don't know all the the terms, the people involved. But he, he did say, and I think this is an important point to bring up first, which is 
he doesn't know anything about it, but he's read all the books and he enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to know all this stuff to love Sanderson's books. No. Right? Absolutely. Um, basically, the long and short of it here is that every story inside of the Cosmere is a, is its own encapsulated piece about a world dealing with something that has happened, some uh, the after effects of certain events in the Cosmere. You don't have to know what those events are to realize exactly their, you know the value of their story. You don't need to know why Elantris is the way it is. You don't need to know why Warbreaker, the, the world is the way it is. But it's really cool when you do. Right. So. One more layer. One more layer. And that's, you know, I'm glad that he said that he's enjoyed them all. And the fact of the matter is, is as soon as you start stepping into the Cosmere a little bit and, and delving a little bit deeper there, you're actually going to find that, oh, yeah, I, I do know more than I realize because you have, you know, because he's because read all the books. Read yeah, sure. You, you know more than you realize. You just haven't been uh, able you have, to connect the dots. Yeah, you yet. have all the puzzle pieces. You just haven't put them together yet right now it's a lot of uh dots that's what it is is and it's learning to connect the dots and the the community out here that loves the cosmere has done a great job of providing us with uh ways to connect the dots um and different ways for you to enjoy it on different levels on how depending on how spoilery you want to get how deep you want to (laughs) get things like that so um playing connect the dots is a lot of fun and eventually we won't be playing uh connect the dots we'll be coloring by numbers because we'll have a series that's a little more dedicated to it not a little more dedicated it is dedicated to the cosmere story on its own so uh, my understanding is that uh, brandon's idea with this was he read things like uh disc world maybe or other huge um works that uh, that have dozens of books i i also think of the uh, The zant series by uh, was it piers anthony yeah, it sounds right, but... And I think the yeah. Shannara series is up to, like, 30 books. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, you know, I, I would really love to create something that big, but I don't uh, but I don't want it to be so difficult for people to digest. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the genesis for this I- idea of the different worlds where you have self-contained stories like you're talking about. And I really like that idea. Um, and and as we get into this, I do want to mention, because I forgot to say it up top, we'll we'll go through a few minutes of discussion, Ryan, you were talking about going through a few minutes that'll be relatively spoiler free. Yep. So if you if you maybe you've read Mistborn, but you haven't read Elantris or you're into Wave Kings, mm-hmm. but you haven't read Warbreaker, that's OK. Stick with us for a few minutes. Let us you know, get you excited about the Cosmere and then we'll let you know. If there are any spoilers, <laughs> give us five or ten minutes, and if? then we'll, and yeah. then we'll uh, we'll give you a general spoiler alert. And then uh, if you haven't read uh, what Mistborn, all of Mistborn, Elantris, Warbreaker, and Stormlight, then you'll need to shut off shut off the podcast. Yep, uh, there, there's a reason I called this Cosmere 101 uh, because at the very beginning we're going to go just over basics. We're not going to dive into the Cosmere 5000 until which, we get past that. Yeah, which I'm really excited about because Ryan, you know a ton about this stuff, and I I'm not an idiot with this stuff, but I haven't gone well, and researched. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I haven't gone and researched it. I don't. I I'm hardly an expert in this stuff, and so mm-hmm. I need the education. For instance, and we'll get into this, you don't have to answer this right now, but Investiture. That's it, the first one on my list, too. It comes up over and over and over again in these books, and I'm like... And look at him. He's just laughing about it. He just laughs. But I, I, no I, I laugh because is. I, even through studying it, I have read over Investiture probably a dozen times, and it is still... A, it is, it's not a difficult... It's a, it's a very simple con, uh, concept with some very difficult things to pin down and explain. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so anyway, um, so Ryan, let me ask you my first question, and maybe this will get us kicked off on the Cosmere, unless you have... I, I have actually a little thing. Oh, you do? So oh, okay. the community, the Cosmere community out there um, has actually... This is a common question a lot of people as they come to Sanderson's works. What have, is the Cosmere? What is this Cosmere I've, hear, I've heard about, and how do I get to know it? And they actually have created a they created an open document and people just started working to build an intro to the cosmere and i have to say like i, I wish i could take credit for this uh but i, I can't it's it's a fantastic document just where look, do you find it uh just look it up on? intro to cosmere okay. um, it it's all over the place reddit um i'm trying to think i should have sent you a link or something to it see if we can find it and do that but it's a seven page document uh that gives you a few paragraphs that explains what the cosmere is and then it gives you a table breakdown of where you can find Cosmere elements in each of the current books. And it's obviously because it's an open document, uh, it gets updated anytime a new book or new th- uh, information is brought out. And people, they're using... You know what, I think I've seen that. I, I didn't dare dive too deep because it was before I'd started Stormlight. But uh, but it looks like it's quite the remarkable the, compendium. Yeah, the first... So, the I mean, if you haven't... Even if you haven't read any of his books, the first page or two is fine to read. Um but basically, it sums up. If, if we start, we got to start with what is the Cosmere as a as a geographic piece here. Mm-hmm. The Cosmere, it's it's a fictional universe, obviously, uh, that exists of currently about ten planets. It's a dwarf galaxy. It, it, the, oh, this is a, a okay. So it's a galaxy, not a solar system. Galaxy. That's uh, and I guarantee you, there's some people are going to be out there fact checking me this whole time. Like <laughs> you're wrong, and, you're wrong, you're wrong. And you know what? You're probably right. I, <laughs> I've been caught more than once being wrong about stuff on that's, this. So. That's why it's 101. Uh, we're just going to keep saying that. Cosmere 101. 101. Yeah. So it's it's a dwarf galaxy, dwarf. Uh, and right now there are 10. Brandon will not lock down on that number because if he needs more. Sure. Or there can be like alternate not planet existing areas that <laughs> could be there. Um, but all of these planets share one thing share uh, a basic uh, magic theorem uh, creation myth they share all these pieces and the the difference is that it displays differently on each world in in different formats but it's all from the same that investiture we talked about earlier okay so when we talk about the cosmere geographically you got to realize this is all happening inside of one small section of of a universe here okay okay all right that makes sense. So I'm I'm thinking of like Earth and Proxima B, which I'm super stoked about. Have you guys heard about that? I have not. I have not. A quick tangent to let you know that scientists uh, have found a world orbiting Proxima Centauri, the closest solar system to ours, and it may contain oceans, and it's within the habitable zone. And I'm freaking stoked about that. That would be cool. But anyway, so that's yeah. that's kind of what I'm picturing is like, okay, it's close, but it's not that close. and Yeah. I don't imagine, I, I don't know exactly the, the distance, but I mean, anyone out there who's familiar enough with the term dwarf galaxy, they'll have a, a reference point for that. Right. Go look that up, because um, that's the phrase that was used. And uh, they there are ways to travel between worlds. Um, people, we if you if you follow, there are people in the Cosmere storyline that appear in multiple stories. Anyone who has been reading this at all has probably come across Hoyd. You know, for example, world hoppers. There are people who can jump between worlds, and there are different ways of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that we haven't really explored a lot in the current stories because it's not important to the current stories that you understand how right. people get around. 
but it will be later. It, yeah, exactly. So do you, uh, are you going to keep going through this doc or can I zoom out and ask you a question? So uh, before we zoom out really quick, I, I want to make sure that we understand what is what qualifies as part of the Cosmere because Brandon has books uh, that don't qualify as the Cosmere. Good call. Um, and it might be shorter to actually list that than than the ones that are <laughs> exactly um, because the the reckonage I would I would guess are not part of the Cosmere because they refer to us it, that that takes to, place to on world. Earth and Earth is not in the Cosmere right right, right. Reckoners is not Alcatraz is not um, I can't think of I, is that it that might be it those are well I mean he well Legion he also Legion's is out. Legion Infinity Blade not part of the Cosmere right uh, but things included in the Cosmere. Like we already went over a little bit, Elantris, Warbreaker, Mistborn series, Stormlight Archive, and a series of novellas, Six of the Dusk, Silence, uh, Shadows of Sir Silence of Force, Hell, something I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> use your words. Use shadows, your words, Craig. Use your shadows words. for Silence in the Forests of Hell. There it is. <laughs> Which is a fantastic read. I I've been I've been holding off on these novellas and short stories uh, because I know we're going to be covering them on the podcast. And so, but I'm really excited about, uh, is it Sixth of Dusk that won all the awards? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to some of these. I'm really excited for the Ars Arcanum, or not, the, the Arcanum, Arcanum Unbounded. Unbounded to come out in November. Uh, because not only will you have a, a one-stop place for all of the current ones, the mm-hmm. current novellas, uh, we'll have a, a handful of new ones as well, which will be great. But having, I've, I've read all of the current ones, and they're... Uh, t- it's it's Sanderson. He does, even his short stories are are very compelling and enjoyable. Yes. Um, and then there's one more series that only I think only people who are familiar and who have taken time to get into the Cosmere realize that it's there. And it's called Dragon Steel. Well, and there's White Sand. White Sand. Yes, I thought Thank that's you. what you were going to bring up. Dragon Steel. Uh, yeah, I was trying to remember the name of that one earlier, and I was like, uh, Dra- Dragon Heart. No, that's not it. That's no, so Dragon. No, no, no. So Dragon Steel and its. Uh, current form is a series that Brandon wrote during uh, it was his master's, master's thesis, thesis, right? Yes. And there are copies, there are only four copies available to be checked out at the BYU library in Provo, Utah. Um, so that's currently, if you want it, you have to go there, or I'm sure <laughs> so if you emailed Brian, you, it, well, that's, that's what Brandon, I, he'd probably he'll, send it. He'll email the White Sand novel that was never published and won't be published. Yes, I have a copy of that, and so I also I, have... And that won't be published because it's become a graphic, graphic novel. novel. Yeah. Right, right. He wasn't satisfied, I think, from what I understand, wasn't satisfied with how the novelization turned out and didn't didn't feel like he could give it the time it needed to get it to where he wanted it to be, so he passed it off and... And it was adapted. And the story actually lends itself really well to the graphic novel styling. It really does. Um, so Yeah, I haven't started on that one either. Just, again, because we're going to do it for the podcast. So Right. Um, yeah, so Dragon, like I said, Dragon Seal is one that probably not a lot of people know about. And it's going to be rewritten after Stormlight Archive is out. But it is where the original creation myth, the original story about the breaking of Adonalsium, which is what caused all these events here in the Cosmere, where that takes place. Okay. So he came up with this idea all the way back in college. Um, now you've brought me, to, brought me to my first question. Yes. What is, who is Adonalsium? So I've got about uh, 18 pages of notes here. <laughs> and they're indexed. Yep. It's frightening. 
So look at him flip through the pages and come up with the right one. That's ah, amazing. It's right here. It's like so this, is, this is literally the most prepared anyone has ever been for this podcast. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> Except maybe Megan. Except Megan. <laughs> so the answer to what is adenalcium is we don't have a clear definition yet. <laughs> so it is the the, the best power that I can, of creation. The power is the of creation. Only thing I know. That is the and that is probably as clear as you can be with adenalcium. It was the power of creation, whether it had a form of a uh, you know a form as an individual or if it was just a, a, a something like force. you imagine the well of ascension or something like that in in Mistborn. We don't know exactly. All we know is that adenalcium was shattered by sixteen conspirators. Conspirators. Yes. Each then took one aspect of the power of creation or intent right yes sounds like you you were I, I like i said i i know some of this stuff like i know some of the words uh but, but i don't have <laughs> i don't have great definitions to attach to those words so that's that's where you come in yeah so the we have the 16 people who have each taken one of these the intent or these shards and it has greatly affected them individually because it essentially is, uh, for example, um, I, not spoiler or anything, uh, you have the characters of Ruin and, and preservation. preservation in Mistborn. Yeah, a little spoilery, but... I mean, they're, they're uh, shards there. Same thing, you have um, Odium, the power of hatred in... The Big Bad. The Big Bad in uh, the Stormlight Archive. Really the Big Bad of the entire Cosmere as of right now. Right. But it, just imagine 16 people taking a different aspect of a god's personality and running with just one of it without anything else to balance it out, what that means for yeah, those people. sounds awful. And we don't really know their intention, um, why they did what they did. If Adonalsium was broken as... We really actually don't well, know. I mean, they're called conspirators, right? And so that gives mm -hmm. you a clue that these that it was something intentional. Well, and and that it was even something if, it, that it was something that was perhaps forbidden. Yeah, what we know about that. So I'll tell you on a, a little tweak on that. We don't know if the breaking was intentional, right? Or if it was it. an attempt to destroy Adonalsium, or if there was something else, and it just happened that it was shattered instead. Like there's some other potential options as to what that could be. All we know is that these 16 individuals were trying to do something which caused Adonalsium to shatter apart. Into 16 shards. And just again, for my definitional idiocy, a shard is not an actual physical thing. You know, like I, I picture, um, what's the Thanos with his glove and he's got the, the infinity, infinity stones. stones. The infinity stones. Like those are actual stones that you hold in your hand and, and then die. Uh, but the shards aren't necessarily not aren't necessarily that aren't necessarily is the right way to say that because um, you do see their the, their power and influence in some of the novels um, being someone being able to see it and interact with it. Oh, really? So they're so they can be manifestations based on the needs that are available at that time or that are that are relevant at that time. They could yeah. appear as physical. If it would need, if they would need them to be physical, but they don't have to be. I can't confirm or deny on that one. Okay. I think you're. I think you're probably right, but I can't say for certain there. Um, which, so, by the way, is also an aspect of the Infinity Gems, which I find, being the comic guy that I am, I sure. find very interesting. <laughs> so we do know some of the shards. We do know uh, 
Some of Do them we know all of the shards? Mm, I don't nope. think so. Okay. Nope. Um, but I'll give you a list of the ones that we know. We know um, there's a shard called Autonomy. Well, and, and, and again, these are intense. These are specific parts of a personality, right? Right. Okay. So anyway. Right. Um, so, and I can tell you where we know those shards are by the planet name. Are we getting into spoilers here? Not if I do it by planet name. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's the other thing is I, we can go through and name all 10 planets. Uh, that, oh, okay. That are there. But so the shards that exist are autonomy. That is on Taldane. Uh, cultivation is on Roshar. Mm-hmm. Devotion and Dominion are on Cell. We think I can't. That's speculation. Yeah, not proven there. Endowment is on Nalthus. Honor is on Roshar. Odium is on Braze. Preservation is on Scadriel, and Ruin is on Scadriel. And then there's another shard called the Survival Shard. We don't really know much about, but it's been mentioned. So, wait. Whoa. Okay. Spoiler, when we get into spoilers later, I have something to, to say about that. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. And so, like I said, there's there are just 10 planets, and many of them have been affected by a shard's presence there. Um, and well, is, is that not how the planets uh, were? Were they created before Adenalsium was broken? And were they peopled before it was broken? Yes. Okay. So they so were already independent. Adenalsium had already created the humankind. Okay. So when so in storm in uh, in stormlight when they are talking about is this is this an appropriate thing to say before we say spoiler alert? Um, you tell me, man. Mm. Don't make me no. Put it's a 10 probably bleep. it's probably here. a spoiler alert. Okay. So I'll I'll hold, hold off on, on to on it for a second. So. Here, just because we we keep kind of we're wandering here a little yeah. bit in there. Let's bring it back. I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of bullet point the intro points for those of you who have not read much and don't want anything spoiled. So the Cosmere is this its own little galaxy where all of Brandon Sanderson's stories take place. Okay, ten planets, possibly more or less. There is a creation called Adenalsium. That's the power of creation that was broken and shattered. And the effects of that shattering are felt across all of the Cosmere. Um, it has different effects on things. Uh, you can look up the different planet names uh, if you want. They're, it. You don't need to know them to enjoy the stories as you read them. The only ones that will be very blatantly obvious to you is Roshar when you read Stormlight because they call it Roshar. Most everyone else has a, doesn't know their Cosmere name for, for things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the power... Uh, one of the things that unites all of those, all of the Cosmere, is that they all deal with a unified magic theorem um, known as investiture. And we should probably talk just a little bit about that before we go into spoilers. Okay. Uh, and I agree, uh, partly because what's investiture? Yeah, investiture is, and and I I I remember when we were going through. Um, it wasn't until we got into Alloy of Law that I started saying, oh, I think I get Investiture. And then we got to the end of Alloy of Law and I said, oh. I don't get Investiture. <laughs> so my... And then we got into Warbreaker and I was like, I have no clue what Investiture even should be in this situation. I, I... My understanding, it, like really, really broad, high level definition would be Investiture is the means by which someone, an individual accesses the power of Adonalsium. Or in this case, because it's been broken, the power of the shard, the shard. that exists on, on their world. 
and that gives them their magic. Wow, that's an you interesting are mostly, face. I think you are mostly correct. I don't necessarily believe that it is connected to the shard on their world. It affects how it dis- how it might display on that world. Oh, okay. But Investiture oh. transcends. It's part of every world regardless of. Okay, so Investiture doesn't depend on geography. No. And Investiture doesn't depend on a particular shard. How it, how it manifests and how it, it incorporates it might be a little more... Tied to geography. Tied to geography right. than okay. anything else. That makes sense. But investiture, and actually this is a, a good cue to you as you're reading, if you want to spot people who are Cosmere characters that, that will be out more outside of just the novel you're reading, if they use the term investiture, and there's only three that do, I believe, um, the, if they use the term investiture, they are Cosmere aware. Brennan uses a term called Cosmere aware. Uh, that means they know about the bigger picture. Right. So um, he doesn't allow characters to use the term investiture unless they pretty much are a world hopper right now. Sure. Like that's what's going on there. So what is investiture? So (laughs) you've asked that question four times. I think at least. So the first thing, investiture, this power is unique in that it transcends all three realms of Brandon Sanderson's writings. Oh, geez. Now we got to get into realms. There's the physical realm the spiritual realm, and the cognitive realm. Okay, those I knew. Are they ranked in that order? No. There's no ranking? No ranking. They are just realms. And investiture affects all three. Okay. So there's there's not really much that you do that only will affect you in one way. It affects everything. Um, So (laughs) investiture is, it's a power source. That's the the most simple way I can put it is it is a power source. This is where Morpheus goes and turns you into this. <laughs> Take the red pill <laughs> or the blue pill. No, so people have different ways of accessing investiture. Okay. So just I want you just to imagine a power source that allows you to manipulate or change things in, in the three realms. Okay. Either a physical change, a spiritual change, a cognitive change. It allows you to affect that. So the way you access it is unique to geography a little more. So, so the investiture is a power that is uniform, but its access is tied to the location. Somewhat. It's not tied to the location, but you will find that it is influenced specific. by. Yes, because, for example, um, there are characters that have the ability of the Mistborn characters right. that that world hop and go other places and they still have Mistborn characteristics on other worlds. They don't lose that ability when they go elsewhere. So same thing with like the Elantrian, you know, they take in so many breaths and reach a certain height. That's wrong book, but yeah. Sorry. uh, Warbreaker. Warbreaker. They still carry that with them into other places. So when you, when you access investiture at a location and learn the means of accessing the power through that location's tools, you keep those with you even as you hop from world to world. Yes, and that makes a difference. Um, you'll forgive me here. I'm going to put a little caps. It's not a super spoiler, but it is content from a book. Uh, for example, someone from the Warbreaker series who deals with having to take in breath uh, to stay alive in certain instances or to maintain whatever could go and access investiture on someplace like Roshar where it's in a stormlight form and not have to take it from another human being. Do you get what I'm mm, saying there? Oh, yes. so so somebody could go to Roshar and get breath by gaining stormlight, stormlight 
oh man you just oh so that is that's a giant plot point actually if you've read it once you've read the entire cosmere it's a giant plot point revolving around a certain weapon that speaks um so (laughs) (laughs) i think this is where we need to start saying things like spoiler alert and get Um, into yeah how how close are we okay i the fact is is if you really by the way when ryan came in he's like i think we should do like maybe the first five minutes spoiler free we could do the entire we could do three episodes just on this like really basic stuff because my mind is being blown right now but anyway go on so here's I, I decided against trying to go too deep because we could do an entire episode on investiture itself. Oh, we could do a whole series. Because there's different types of access to investiture. And I'm just going to, just to throw you into the, the confusion, you know, like a good he professor does. Uh, he really likes this. Yeah, you're this. taking too much pleasure in this. There's, uh, let's see, end positive and negative uh, types of magics there. For example... Oh, um, yeah, allomancy and... Uh, hemallergy. Basically, if if you're adding to or taking away from something like hemallergy, would be taking taking away. Taking away. Uh, Actually, yeah. well, anyway, let's go on. Right. Um, <laughs> I, you, you I can sense, easily I spend a, a lot rabbit of, hole. Yes, definitely. You can spend a lot of time for the 101 version of investiture. It is the power source by which all of the magics inside the Cosmere works. People have different ways of accessing it, and that ma- and it manifests different ways, frequently dependent upon the world that they are on. That's your uh, short summary of investiture. It is is investiture? I'm assuming that investiture is tied to adenalsium, but is investiture what is left that was not claimed by one of because of the claiming of the shards of adenalsium? No, no. investiture exists outside. I, I would say it exists. I can't really say outside of the shards, but it's not its not an unclaimed shard. Okay. I don't think I asked that question correctly. I so will hold that question. Let, let me maybe ask it this way. Could people, before the breaking of Adonalsium, access power? And, and in fact, I, would, I was thinking of asking the question, uh, was, was Adonalsium accessing investiture as part of the God powers that he was manifesting, it was manifesting in the creation of humankind. So let me read this to you to give you the best answer that I can give on those. All living creatures on some level have investiture. This is called the spark of life. All sentient creatures have a slightly greater amount of investiture than non-intelligent ones. Sorry, Ken. This <laughs> sucker. Oh, had to throw one out since he's uh, he decided wow. to go to Chicago to celebrate some series of the world or whatever. Some sports thing. Some sports thing. That's so, that's love that's you, buddy. For all of our drama friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's wow. Those the the look that uh, this is one of the one. Uh, sorry, but I have to de- I have to derail this for just a second. This is where video would be really fun because the look that you were giving Ryan just now was awesome. The look I was giving Ryan was punch Todd <laughs> so that we can go on and not talk about baseball. I, listen, I love baseball more than anybody loves baseball, but but oh, this God. isn't about baseball. So I let's understand. I understand. Right. So the answer is, could someone uh, access investiture before Adonalsium shattered? The answer to that would probably be yes. Okay. Because everyone has it in them as a spark, as part of... Being, as part of life. As being right. part of creation. Whether or not they would be utilizing it in the way of, of a Mistborn or something like that, um, that I do not know. I would assume 
I don't know. I would assume yes, actually. I would assume yes, because nothing about the individual shards has dictated how investiture is used so okay. far. And and the answer to whether or not Adonalsium is using investiture as part of the creation process, we're, we're going to walk away from and say no. Um, well, Prob- I, I'm going to just walk not. away from that one just because it could be the power by which uh, that he did that things were created. Um, but there's been so, nothing. There's been nothing that's been that Brandon Sanderson has given any indication one way or the other at this point in time. Okay, I feel like yeah. we're spinning in circles here. So let's let's keep going. Yeah. So we'll just. Sorry, this is how I ask questions. I make sure I got the answer right, and then I restate it. I'm going to say, and someone can come in and qu- comment later and say, Adonelsium, sure, he was using the power of investiture through cre- uh, in creation, or he it is the source of investiture. So okay. go with that. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. That's all I'm going to say on non-spoiler stuff because now it's getting really hard to <sighs> <laughs> okay, to not be able to reference good. books and characters. It's like a weight off my shoulders. So now it's open season. Turn it off if you don't want to hear spoilers. Move and just wait till you've gone and read the books. And then we should have the Star Trek klaxon sound when we're about to do spoiler <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Thanks. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay, Craig, you had, you had questions. Like. You both had questions that you wanted to hold till we got into spoiler. Um, you know, we've character. got we've got into a few of these in non-spoilery ways. Uh, so I will ask, I think, a sub-question to what is investiture, and that is, what is bonding? What type of bond? <laughs> what was, I don't know. I just know there's a word out there called bonding, and we learned it in we learned Stormlight. We learned about it at Bondsmiths. The, well, I mean, that's one... That's one place, place where we learned about up. it, yeah. But, like... Uh, there are four known bonding entities. There are Spren. <laughs> he sounded just like the church lady I there. Was, I was just... I was picturing yeah. him pushing up his invisible glasses <laughs> on his nose. There are, right, there are four <laughs> known bonding entities here. The Spren from... The sapient awakened entities in okay, an inorganic host. Talk regular now. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was. <laughs> uh, what for? Okay. okay start so over. Here we go. Number one, Spren. The most obvious and common one that we know of Spren. Right. The sapient awakened entities in an inorganic host. This is better known as those who use breath. What? Son of a... <sighs> the Seons. Okay. Their connection because they are bonded to they bond and connect to someone. Okay. And the AVR, they are birds infested with symbiotic worms native to the Pantheon. Good lord. I don't expect you to know who Wait, the that AVR. Was three. That was three, yeah. right? That's four. Oh, that was four. Wait, was the Sapient Awakened. Oh, 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 oh. Um, the Spren, Spren. Sapient Awakened. Okay. Seons. I'm and sorry. The AV- when you, aviary. You in my mind you AVR. connected you. S- in my mind, you said spren and breath were the same thing. Oh, That's no, why no. I was so confused. Okay, good. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, what a relief. There are other, but there are types of bonds. There's the the nail bond from Stormlight, mm-hmm. which allows a spren to bond with a human, which grants the spren access, uh, stronger access to the physical realm, and the human access to different surge binding abilities. Right, and, and which we like learn a little bit about in the first two books. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's also the listener bond, which is the Parshendi, which are essentially the same thing, but instead of giving them access to surge binding capabilities, it changes their form. Their physical being. Their physical form, which uh, which changes how they can, things that they can do, but it's not a surge binding. Right. You're not going to find a wind runner version of the Parshendi. The Parshendi. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. okay. Um, Shard blade. That's another bonding. 
Okay. An, again, but it all bases out of that. It's not a nail bond because someone with a shard blade doesn't necessarily have wind runner abilities or or whatever. Okay. But they are bonded to that spren and in that they're able to summon them. Uh, void bonds. And then there are other lesser uh, bonds. Like James Bonds. <laughs> oh, it was right there. I couldn't help myself. <sighs> so the ones I've just gone through there, those are all on Roshar. The Seons on are uh, from Cell. Uh, the first of the Sun Bonds, which... Um, For what? What? Are you, did you just have a stroke? <laughs> yes, I had a stroke here. This... Yeah, I don't believe you guys have come across these yet. Okay, no, I don't no, think so. This is no. more along the lines of, I remember, I believe it's Sixth of the Dusk. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Now Maybe I feel better. Oh, okay. I felt like I was trying to access some memories that I did not uh, uh, that I did not possess. That was bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you guys haven't come <laughs> across that yet, uh, so don't feel too bad there. Um, and then the only, so I called it a, sen- it's called the Sentient Awakened Entities in an Inorganic Host. Would you like me to make that clearer for you? I Please. would love that. Nightblood. Right. Uh, Nightblood is the only instance of this, where it is an inorganic host that has been infused with, with breath, breath. And that giving made it him sentience. sentience. Okay. It's um, been infused with enough investiture. He's like, he's like a zombie sword or like a like a robot or something. Yep. Basically, he's a robot spren. It would really be kind of weird way to describe it but yes he's the only uh, known version of that bond okay okay um there are no known bonds on scadriel in mistborn so interesting the the only thing that's close to that is hemallergy where you're you're giving someone power you're you're giving someone something that they didn't have before you're connecting them to so it's, it's not a natural connection to investiture. It's an artificial one. Right. It's it's taking... S- can, could, can you... I, I, remind me, refresh my memory, in Hero of Ages, can you create uh, uh, an Alamancer or a Farukamist out of one who is neither? Like, can you can you take a regular person and make them into and give them those powers through hemology, or do you have to start with one? Do you have to start with some form of investiture first? Well, but everybody has some form of investiture. Well, they as did part it. of life. Well, that's true. You, I don't believe that they had to have manifest any sort of. Okay. So with hemology, you would take you you would take. No, I I, I mean I I remember how it works, but I, I guess like they always seemed to choose somebody like Marsh who already had access to metal burning abilities or a, a metal burning ability and then gave him more but i mm-hmm. couldn't remember if anybody had had none besides ellen had had none and got access to those uh, and ellen obviously wasn't through hemology no so. he's his was different i wonder if i wonder if part of the reason for that is because then it takes fewer spikes well anyway and then we're now we're, we're diving too far into Mistborn into another and, rabbit hole i don't want to get there so but you i the short answer to that is i believe holes, that I we can you can you could create an entire Mistborn through hemology okay that is what the steel inquisitors steel inquisitors were usually though they had a, a base sure on them yeah so okay uh does that help answer bonds at all for you i think so it's uh, most of what you're going to end up with today is here's something you should go look up more of, you know, read a little more on. Bonds are their access points to 
being able to act, do things with investiture. By the way, anybody listening should rewind about 15 seconds and because we just found Ryan's new catchphrase. Read a little moron. Mm. Read a little moron. Read a little comma moron. <laughs> so I'm calling. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we should all have a catchphrase. So, uh, yeah, my wife was like, she's like, your catchphrase sucks. And I'm like, I know, but it, I am who I am. <laughs> and, and I hate <laughs> and it you fits. guys. It fits. Uh, so here's another question for you on a totally different track. We've mentioned Odium. Uh, this is a character, what's his name, Ati, who took up, uh, right? Is that right? No, uh, no, Ati nope. took up. Um, took Ati up, uh, was, AT was ruin ruin right that's where we get atm uh what was odium's name originally raise raise that's right so raise takes up the the shard of odium and uh uh and becomes that the this hate-filled entity right right so he's our big bad guy he's the antagonist he hates everything and now it's not the same as ruin ruin wanted to destroy everything because ruin is ruin but Hate is a different thing altogether than simple ruin. So anyway, he's our big bad guy. My question would be, is there a big good guy? There are Yes. There oh there is. I mean there are the other shards, but they're not necessarily uh, But it wouldn't be preservation. Is it autonomy? Nope. You're on the right oh, track. Oh, oh, is it survival? Nope. Dang it. Harmony. 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 Um, since you've brought them up, we talked wait about... Minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Harmony as in Harmony the Shard or Harmony as in, say, say Z. Z. That is one and the same. Yeah. Oh. Harmony is a shard that exists because it is the combination of ruin and preservation. So if so, so now with those combined, there are technically 15 shards. I mean, 15 separated shards so, so is so, so is part of the okay now i'm 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 going to ask a question that you're probably going to look at me and say shut up todd but is is really the this the story of the cosmere shut how up, to, todd. thanks how to bring all of the shards back together yes and no so the goal it seems of odium is not to gather the shards it is to splinter them further to make them so that there is none more powerful than he he is currently the second most powerful shard in existence. Second to Harmony. Second to Harmony. He only fears Harmony. So okay. so when we get into Alloy of Law and Harmony is um, saying that he that Harmony that that he she it is afraid, um, is it because Odium is coming after Harmony? Is it because they're that's we're seeing the manifestation of the battle between them in that location, that time? It seems that that is the inevitable end will be that Harmony and Odium will meet. Right now, Odium is locked and trapped in a location and he cannot get out as of right now. But that's never held a bad guy back in any fantasy story ever. Right, <laughs> so, right. Um, so, sure, we've defeated say, Sauron. Say the guys who have just started reading I, or, uh, Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time, right. yeah. Oh, look, there's, go there's a sh seal gone. Great. Oh, yeah, he's sealed. That's gonna hold that'll hold <laughs> that should be the end phrase of every end of every fantasy book yeah that'll yeah, hold yeah that'll hold <laughs> put a little duct tape on it um so for odium his goal is pretty much the dis the splintering of the other shards to the point where no one will be more powerful than he 
Um, there does seem to be a group out there that is working to gather the shards and to, if possible, rebuild Adonalsium. Is that what was, is that what was being referred to in the first of the Stormlight books when they said you're friends of the 17th shard? We don't know. Oh, man, I forgot to write that question down. What the freaking heck is the 17th shard? Yeah. That's my censored version of that question, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. That is, we don't know exactly what the 17th shard's purpose is, but it seems to be more in line with that than than with Odium. To in, they're in line to stop Odium. Okay. I would say that, but you have many factions that are all trying to do the same thing. It seems the 17th shard is trying to do something that we think like that. Hoyt is on his own doing the exact same something, but this seems to be contrary to the 17th shard. Right. So the, so the action that they're taking may be, the, may be similar, but the reasons behind their taking them is, very, is possibly very different. Very possibly. Okay. The 17th shard is a series of world hoppers. Um, a, a, a group of them, right? Are, yes. Uh, not, that, not that they're all traveling together, but they, are, they have a common purpose. They're a club. They're a world hopper club. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let me put it this way. In order to be a part of the 17th shard, it's probably very helpful for you to be a world hopper, to be able to go to other places and hunt down okay. things as you need to. All right. Um, which, bring, which, which brings me to the idea that the ghost bloods are not all world hoppers, but they are being run by a world hopper, a member of the 17th shard. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I feel like if w- this were a college class, if this were actually Cosmere 101 uh, and Ryan were the teacher, he'd have thrown us all, uh, both of us out long ago. So he'd oh, yeah. finish no, his lecture. Because the rest of the class is looking at us going, what? <laughs> no, if I was teaching this as a college course, I would have been like, I'm so sorry. I'll just pass you all because there's no way I've given you accurate information. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, certainly no way of testing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You could be right. I could be wrong. You could be wrong. Have you noticed the other the other popular catchphrase that Ryan has right now is, you know, mostly. <laughs> it's or, there, there is with the Cosmere story, there's only a handful of things that are confirmed. And Brandon, as we know in his books, has a way of turning things on their head. Immediately. Yes, he does. Do you remember, yes, he does. Todd, do you remember when you guys, you and Ken read Mistborn for the first time and Ryan and I asked you for your predictions and the line after your predictions was always, you know, you're probably right, and you're also probably wrong. Yes, yes. So I think that's kind of where we stand with the whole Cosmere right now. Yes, right? I, would, so, I would believe that. Anyway. Uh, so I can give you just a, a – there's a few known members of the 17th Shard. Um, Galadon. And uh, – From, from, from Elantris. And then Demu. Demu uh, from Scadriel. Blunt. Blunt. Uh, his name is... I bet he's very relaxed. Uh, he's from Taldane, uh, where White Sand oh, okay. takes place. Sure. Most of it's, his name is Bayon, B-A-O-N, in White Sand. You'll come, you'll, you'll encounter him. Um, those are confirmed members of the 17th Shard. Um, and we know, we know that they have had interactions with Hoyd. Whether he was a member, is a member or anything, I, I doubt it. Right. Um, but he has had interactions with them. Now, what is the role of a world hopper? I mean, there's there's got to be some kind of a... Well, that's the mystery. Like, we don't know exactly what they're doing, right? Yeah. The only... And Th- that's world, hopper is, world hopper is a term that has been coined by the community as okay. people who can go between the 10 worlds of the Cosmere. Um, so that's and, as much as is described. And are they immortal or are they... Nope. 
So Hoyd doesn't necessarily exist independent of time. Hoyd is a unique... We we need to spend some time on Hoyd because he is right now the biggest Cosmere piece for just about everyone. Well, we've got 10 minutes left, so let's um, see what we can do. The answer is no, they're, they are not immortal, but they're... Ability to go between worlds using shard pools and things like that does affect time. Does affect their existence in time. <laughs> What's a shard pool? I don't shard, even want to know. Shard I, pool. I'm I'm thinking is well. We, we've we've seen the well of ascension. We've also seen the uh, pure lake. Yes, the pure lake is not. Well, not the pure lake itself, but there's the, the there's lake, a shard pool that exists. The there, lake. Right? The lake up in the mountains with the horn eaters. Yes. The, oh, and that's not the pure lake. That's not the pure lake. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was getting them mixed up then. No. the Yeah, when Rock tells the story about how his people found the gods and they created a, the, the pool and he's seen people come out of the pool, that's... He's that's, referring to world hoppers that have come out of the pool. Yeah. Maybe he has seen Hoyd come out of the pool. Or they have seen that. Um, and he is, he is really the, one of the biggest parts of the Cosmere and we need to talk about him because he's the part you see in every book. He is in every every cut, story, every story, yeah. in varying levels of meddling. Uh, largest being Stormlight Archive. He meddles a lot in Stormlight. Um, he has not meddled. Mu- he does not. You don't really notice him in Mistborn unless you know where he is. Right. He is the informant that Kelsier goes to in Mistborn. Oh, 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 oh. sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> you startled me. <laughs> Sorry about that. He is the informant in Mistborn. In uh, Elantris, he he's is the, the beggar. St- he's the beggar. And then in Warbreaker, in, he's the storyteller. If I'm not mistaken, in the original draft of Elantris, or not draft, but the original published Elantris, he was not named. Right. But he was named in the 10th anniversary edition. Correct. Okay. Yep. Do we ever see Hoyt's name in Mistborn, as the, inf- or do we just call him the informant? He has a different name in that... We call him Hoyd because that's the one that's referred to most frequently across all books and the one that Brandon refers to him as. But he has many, many names. Right. Um, there's... Uh, don't remember off the top of my head, but I, I want to yeah. say he's got at least six or seven names. Um, so don't yell at me, those of you who are naming them off right now. <laughs> I've got them all tattooed on the small of my back. Wow. <laughs> if, if that's you, please send us a picture. <laughs> or, or don't. No, I, I demand. <laughs> so the things about Hoyd that are important to notice is, first and foremost, uh, he is, for all intents and purposes, immortal. Is that because of the investiture access that he has? He I mean, has. He has l- lots of breath because I remember... An incredible the, amount of breath. He talked about the idea of... This is so much easier with perfect pitch, and is so I'm right. I'm sure that his access there. I think it's more than just that, but yes, it actually. And the reference for this, if is in the letters that are in uh, Stormlight Archive, that are the epigraphs of the certain chapters. Uh, he actually refers and says, "By now, uh, it's in the second one in Words of Radiance, I believe." Let's see. I can't find it off the top of me, but he basically says, you are, for now, all intents and purposes, immortal. Oh, that's right. So that's okay. it is referenced there. Uh, and he, especially even when he's talking to Yasin at the end, he's like, I doubt your shard blade could hurt me. You know, your little, but point it at me if you want. He's That is how powerful he is, is that a shard blade would not kill him. That's wild. So we don't Man. know. It, it would take a lot to kill Hoyd. 
Um, hmm. So at this point, we're just kind of hoping that he's stays a good guy. Well, or that he is one currently. We don't even know that. Well, I guess that's true. Um, so I'm he, gonna just, he really does. I made a joke during our uh, one of our Stormlight episodes, but his character really does remind me of David Carradine's Bill in Kill Bill. Uh, oh. If you go watch Kill Bill, I mean, he's a bad guy. He does awful things. And, and I, I'm i kind of thinking that's where Hoyt is going. Like, this is not a good guy with great intentions. But he does spit out some great dialogue and some good wisdom for the characters. Uh, anyway, I that's, feel, that's, I feel like that's he the has, picture I've got in my head. I can see that. I feel he has his own agenda. And whether that's a good agenda or otherwise is yet unknown right um i'm i'm inclined to think that he's more good than not but we'll see we don't know about where he's from there's a lot of hoyd story that is being held for the dragon steel series his right. origin things like that uh he was there when adonalcium was shattered he was he did see that he was part of that but he does not have a shard Ooh. so he's not part of the he's not part of the conspiracy so or maybe he is the 17th conspirator and it was like musical chairs and he was the one left without a shard and so he had to leave the party <laughs> now he's bitter that's what i'm going with i like it possible um <laughs> so i'm going to give you a quick i'm going to just do as fast as possible a quick rundown of where we have seen hoyd uh, right. We've already talked about Mistborn Elantris. So in Elantris, the uh, beggar, he helps Serene smuggle weapons into, and then he tries to become an Elantrian, but he fails. Uh, let's see. In The Emperor's Soul, he is the Imperial Fool, uh, which we forgot to mention that in the list of Cosmere books, The Emperor's Soul. But he's the Imperial Fool who stole the Moon Scepter, mo- the moon scepter from Shay and uh, s- basically sent her to the start of the novel. If when you read that, you'll... You know I have I mean. no idea what you're talking about. I think I need to read this book. Okay. It, it's quite good. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Kelsier is informant in Luthadel. Uh, in Secret History, he's the one who fights Kelsier. He comes out of the pool, and then they get into a fight, and... What does he call him? Drifter? Yep. There's one of the other names. So, wait a minute. In one, he's the informant, but in the other, he's an antagonist against Kelsier? Hmm. Not exactly an antagonist, is he? A mm. thorn in the side. He's... He's that odd pebble you drop into a river and the ripples change something. Right. Mm. It's just what happens there. Okay. Um, he is in the Well of Ascension. I'm uh, trying to... I don't remember exactly where that is there. Uh, he's, again, the informant and hero of ages. And then he's Wit in on Roshar. So... Did we see him... We didn't see him at all in the Wax and Wayne series in Alloy of Law. The, maybe not, we did. Yes, you did. He was a carriage driver. Oh, that's right. Oh, he was the carriage driver. Oh. At one point, but uh, that's he, he, he didn't make that, a very large... The one that Wayne was talking to, and he turns around and says, I traded him my hat. Oh, and didn't he have like an, an accent that Wayne couldn't quite place yeah. or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and Wayne couldn't, Wayne couldn't make the accent work. He was like, I don't know where you're from. Mm-hmm. I'm from all over. Um, few of his abilities, Hoyd has additional breath, something, uh, basically he said, talks about having perfect pitch and perfect, being able to right. see colors, things like that. He has the ability f- uh, to regenerate. Uh, he can regenerate body parts and even heal if his soul is severed. Sweet. He has this, and we don't know if it, exactly why, this inability to hurt other people 
seriously or to kill. Really? Uh, he can't oh. easily do that because of something in his past. That's as much as we know. So, um, something about preservation? Possibly. Or survival. Or survival. Yeah. It could be, but it anytime that he does hurt someone, he feels a lot. So that when he fights Kelsier, he apologizes afterwards, even though he just totally kicks the crap out of Kelsier. <laughs> um, it's... It's something in his past that prevents him from being able to be... He's not going to be the guy who comes in and has this epic battle sequence. Okay. Something like that. So um, he also has the ability to manipulate sand like the people in White Sand do, okay. which is, we believe might be part oh, of his storytelling. the storytelling in uh, uh, Warbreaker. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there... Sorry. Finally found my page of his pseudonyms. Romer, Dust, Wit, Imperial Fool, court, uh, Storyteller, Sephandris, Maxtori, Topaz, and Drifter. Yeah. There okay. you go. Um, we're we're running low on time. Yeah. Uh, what other huge points do we want to go over? Can I ask one really quickly? Mm-hmm. What's the timeline in the Cosmere? Oh boy. Oh jeez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just that's that's one that I have struggled with somewhat because I read uh, I I read Mistborn. I read Alloy of Law. I I get those two as far as their timeline. I'm just not sure where Stormlight Archives was fitting in the timeline that has supposed to overlap those. Well, my, my so, question on that, and, and let me ask this, Ryan, maybe you can shoot me down, but the way I've been imagining it uh, has been, I, I've been thinking of relativity. And if these places are, are in different places of this dwarf galaxy, then they're going to experience time differently hmm. than each other, right? So you can go through 300 years on Scadrial and get to the Alloy of Law, and not necessarily 300 years has passed on the other worlds. Or more. Or possibly more, right? Yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, there is a chronology to the to the events in the stories. Um, they are not all happening simultaneously. That, I'm, that much I can tell you. Um, this is the chronologic of, based on events, order of books. Elantris and the Hope of Elantris are first. The Emperor's Soul is second. The Final Empire, Mistborn, the Final Empire, is third. Well of Ascension, Hero of Ages. Uh, Warbreaker. Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell. Stormlight Archive. Alloy of Law, Shadows of Self, Bands of Mourning, and Sixth of Dusk being the last one there. Mm, Okay. There are... You can actually get on and get chronology of events like when things happen in relation to other things. But it's it, it's quite the rabbit hole because, for example, everything on Cell is based off of when the Riot happened, which is the breaking of of that Elantrian uh, land, which changed the symbols. So everything's based off of when, did, when that happened. That happened in relation to this on Scadrial. You know, you can kind of piece it together, but it's not an easy thing to do. Okay. So yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Well, that was my final thought. Uh, yeah, Ryan, anything else before we call it? Uh, there's, I, This is such an expansive piece that is constantly evolving and constantly changing that if you, you want to get involved in the Cosmere, there's plenty there for you to get in and enjoy the speculation and everything. Again, reiterating the point we started with, you don't have to know this to enjoy the books. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> because if not, I would hate these books. Or, what it yeah. ends up doing for you, and this is just from my own personal discovery, is when you go back and you're rereading a second and third time, if you've got this knowledge under your belt, 
you start to realize why things that are semi-inconsequential to your story are included in there. You know, when Wid is telling the story and he says something about, you know, he says one line, you're like, I know why that's important. Or when you're reading Elantris the second time and you realize that the break in there was caused by Ray's, you know, killing two of the shards right. right there. Like that, it changes a little bit of how you view the story and what's been affected. So Makes sense. Worth the time and effort, I think, for those who enjoy getting involved in, ex in, ex in an expansive world. If you're the sort of person who knows tertiary characters in Star Wars and, and Star Trek, <laughs> you probably want to be in the Cosmere and get to know some of those those pieces mm. as well. I like that. that yeah, mm. that's a good... That's a good way to... A uh, good, good analysis. So if somebody says... It, it, like it, it was Kevin, my brother, who I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if, uh, I, I'll, I'll say to him, can you tell me who Moma Nadon is? Uh -huh. And if he can, a anything about him, then I'll say, you really ought to get to know the Cosmere. Yep. All right, I like that. Go spend some time in there. So, okay, cool. Thank you, uh, Ryan, for going through this. And uh, an apology to our listeners for our lack of uh, coherence, maybe. But we are fumbling. Like I, I don't really get all this stuff. I mean, Ryan's not fumbling. He's just answering our questions. Well, it's... And so, so forgive our tangents and everything. I, I kind of... You know, I'll tell you what I want to do with, with all of this information. Maybe And maybe it's when we maybe it's when Wheel of Time is finished. But I would like to go back through and reread all of this now with a Cosmere perspective. Well, hey, you don't have to wait for us. Well, I think it might be fun with our community. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And like, we keep describing this as a rabbit hole. And then just like just like Alice going down the rabbit hole, there's a million different distractions, a million different things as you're going down that will catch your attention and pull you in a different way. And that's part of the, the struggle with actually teaching or talking about the Cosmere is unless you want to talk about the Cosmere in relation to Roshar, Cosmere in relation to, to Cell right. or in relation to this, then you end up on this tangent. Well, wait a minute. What does that mean? Well, it means this. Well, what does that mean? You, you'll easily get pulled off onto those. So just realize that if you're going to get into this, you're going to have some fun hours on coppermine.net and stuff like that. So, Which uh, I am about to get really involved in because I've been waiting for this episode. I wanted to come into this pretty green with all this stuff, comparatively green. Mm -hmm. uh, but I am genuinely curious. And so I think I'll go uh, finally, finally fire up an account on Coppermind and, uh, and go hang out with the, everybody there. Yeah, it'll be well worth it. Just uh, make sure you've finished all the Cosmere's <laughs> first. I thought you were going to say, just make sure you get your shots. Yeah. <laughs> no, just just make sure you've read all the Cosmere stuff first, even the Sixth of Dust oh, okay. and things like that. It's, I mean, which it's worth it. Which brings me to my parting shot. Uh, if you, it, we're just over an hour into this. If you are still listening to this, you are obviously into the Cosmere. <laughs> you love Brandon Sanderson stuff. Uh, and... Or you want to be. In either case, don't worry. We're not done. Uh, Ryan and I, we've announced that we're reading The Wheel of Time, and we're going to be starting our first episode on that next week. But as I've said before, we're not done with Sanderson stuff. There's a ton of the short stories and the novellas and more uh, Cosmere discussions that we can get into. Uh, so by no means are we done with this stuff. I think we're planning on at least one episode a month on Sanderson stuff. Um, probably uh, pretty safe to say that yeah I mean uh, and on you're, average yeah, and you're absolutely insane if you think I'm not dropping everything and reading Oathbreaker the day that it hits the shelves <laughs> right <laughs> so we're gonna have to 
take a break from Wheel of Time or something at that point. But anyway, uh, so hang with us if you're not a Robert Jordan fan or if you, uh, you know, don't really want to reread the Wheel of Time with us. That's fine. You can stick with the podcast. Don't uh, don't unsubscribe just yet because we will be sticking with Sanderson. So. Uh, we'll see you all then when we do the next piece, which I imagine would be Six of Dusk or maybe White Sand Volume 1, something like that. So I would say White Sand would be our next one because until Ars Arcanum, or Arcanum, Arcanum Unbounded, Unbounded, which by the yeah, we never touched on the Ars Arcanum. We know who wrote that, so don't freak out. We know who wrote that. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So. Uh, okay. Again, thanks, everybody. See you in a week for The Eye of the World. See you. See you.